Hey everybody, it's Chase Farthing behind the mic tonight on the USA Real Talk. Before we get into our topics, this is extremely need to be uh, taken care of here. We just received an Andrew alert not too long ago on a teen, missing teenager here uh, that's in danger runaway. Aaliyah Ramirez, uh, both, show, uh, both photos of her on the app are of her. She may be traveled to Florida from Syracuse, Indiana, which is not far from where I live, to all the way to uh, to Florida. She's now been missing for nine days. She's been missing since a week ago. December 2nd is her birthday, 14 years old. She's a white female, black hair, brown eyes, 5'9", 138 pounds. Uh, we don't have the official story, I believe, what we actually do have it here. Uh of what happened here since her she's been missing since a week now 14 years old Syracuse Police Department in investigating the disappearance of Aaliyah Ramirez she is missing from Syracuse Indiana which is 147 miles north of Indianapolis and was last seen on Tuesday April 27th at 8:01 a.m. she's believed to be in an extreme danger she was last seen wearing a black zip-up jacket gray and white sweatpants and a purple Nike uh, backpack. If you, of course, you have any information, please call the Syracuse Police Department at 574-267-5667 or 911. We do not have officially, uh, we do not have official of what all started here, of why she's been missing or what happened, but she's considered extreme danger. So please, if you know anything, make that call. Other updates that we do have from missing segments that we do. Uh, Haley Began, or excuse me, Haley Began, B-A-G-L-I-N. She has been found. She is safe. We are glad to hear that. Also, we have found, uh, remember we talked about Sage Thomas. He has been found. He is safe. Also, Alicia Batty. She has been found safe as well. Harmon Lee Montgomery has been found. So still we have a so we are got on the great news that we have been some people have been found in that some teenagers have been found. Also, we got a new also new update on the FBI wanted cases. We need your help. Uh we're still looking for the cases of the brothers of the homicide, of uh, the uh of uh, the Phil, uh, the Regan brothers. We need your help with that. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Ricardo Yanez, uh, he is still missing from his cases that we were talking about just a few weeks ago, I believe. Also, we got another suspect and a missing person to talk about on the uh, FBI. So we're going to get those out of the way before uh, we talk about our uh, topic tonight. Robert Garrett Stewart Jr., the FBI is wondering, uh, is a reward up to $10,000. This is in October 2013 on Montana. Uh, aliases, Baby Garrett. This is a kidnapping missing person. December 1st, 1987, 130 pounds, 6 foot, brown eyes, black hair, male, Native American. Law enforcement authorities are seeking information of the disappearance of Robert Garrett Stewart Jr. from Montana in October 2013. And Salt Lake City is taking it over the case. Uh, the field office so 801-579-1400 we do not have a lot of information it's been happening over eight years ago so we need your help the fbi needs your help the local police department if you know anything make the calls we also were talking about uh for a fraud case jorge roberto montero felagini something like that i'm sorry uh, P-E-L-L-E-G-R-I-N-I, that's the last name. This is for a wire fraud description case. Uh, aliases, uh, Jorge, Jorge Robert, or Robert Monterio, Robert Monterio, uh, Jorge Robert, Roberto, there we go, Roberto, that's, how, that's the better. Uh, white collar crimes, date of birth, 1930-1965, he is from Guatemala, 130 pounds, five foot five, brown hair, black. There's gonna be brown eyes, black hair, male Hispanic, uh, gentleman. 
That's what uh, his, his Hispanic. So we're going to leave it like that. Uh, this is Remarks. He has ties to Miami, Florida, New York, El Salvador. He holds both a Guatemalan passport as well as an Italian passport. He's most recently resided or near Guatemala City or Guatemala. He is considered a... He's got a warrant for wanted and fugitive involvement in the wire fraud scheme from approximately December 1st, 2009 to August 5th, 2014. Polini allegedly defrauded a Lebanon, New Hampshire-based investment advisor and his clients who had a straightly Polini with managing client frauds, including the investment in T politicians in Guatemala. The total loss may exceed over $11 million. A criminal p- complaint was filed on December 29, 2014 in the United States. District Court District of New Hampshire, Hampshire Concord, New Hampshire, and Polini was charged with wire fraud. He was later indicted by a federal grand jury in the United States District, District Court in Concord, New Hampshire on May 3, 2021 on three counts of wire fraud. Um, the Boston field office is taking control. So if you do know anything, you also can contact your local uh, contact local police departments and, or any type of FBI. They all get the same thing. But the Boston field office is taking over 617-742-5533. You can or submit a tip or you can share this all over social media. So those are uh, the new ones tonight that we have. We're going to go ahead and get get going on our uh, missing segments in other states we'll get that out of the way we got a couple here in north carolina you know believe we're gonna start we'll start there just give me a few seconds here ladies and gentlemen just want to make sure yep we're gonna go to north carolina tonight north carolina caleb mcgill he's been missing both children are, are a Caleb. He's been missing since April 24, 2021, 12 days. Morganton, North Carolina, October 10, 2003. He's 17 years old. He is a black male with black hair, brown eyes, 5'11", 165 pounds. If you know anything, contact Coldwell County Sheriff's Office at 1-828-758-2324 or the 1-800-843-5678, the loss. Also in North Carolina, Kaylin Harris. Both photos are Kaylin. May still be in the local area. Her nose is pierced. She has braces on her teeth as well. She's been missing since April 28, 2021. Morganton, North Carolina. She is 15 years old, white female, blonde hair, blue eyes, 5'2", 130 pounds. Contact the Blurry County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina at 1-828-438-5500 or contact the National Missing Center. Also, in North Dakota, we're going to get that one. We're also missing Dina Rosemary Alberas Guerrero. She's been, she is now missing since December 12, 2020. Four months, 23 days in Fargo, North Dakota. She's 17 years old. Female, Hispanic, black hair, brown eyes, 5'310 pounds. If you know anything, make the call at 1-800-843-5678 or the Fargo Police Department in North Dakota at 1-701-235-4493. And, of course, remember, we just mentioned about the girl that's missing, Aaliyah, that is missing from Syracuse, Indiana, going could be traveling to Florida. So Florida is aware of that. The FBI police, if you know anything, do not approach to her. Call the local authorities if you do see her or call uh, on Agley, call 911. So that is that for that for right now. Uh, we do not know anything. We'll let you all know here shortly. Uh, also, our topic tonight, Mitch Mitchell. Just as you thought we would have the George Floyd case done and over with, with Derek Chauvin, who was charged with all three counts, including murder, we're not going to get in uh, the... Uh, we're not going to talk about the, the charges that he faced because a lot of them are uh, kind of dumb, I think. But anyway, so, uh, you know, the jury, uh, they were told they have to have a 50-50. They cannot be excluded. Uh, personal opinion about what they uh, felt like. 
Uh, Mitch Mitchell could be facing some serious charges from the uh, from the court system because he lied on these application. He was asked multiple questions and he lied of them, which one of them was, uh, do you represent a police brutality or, or anything like that? I believe it was one of the questions. Uh, anyways, he answered no. There's a picture of him from last year, which was during the after, few months after the protest, which if you are a jury, you have to be honest. They can't arrest you for that. Uh, there's a picture of him with a couple other gentlemen wearing a black t-shirt saying, get your knee off my neck with Martin Luther King picture in it, which I, I kind of felt like that was uh, a little dumb right there because not only that you lied saying that you was not a part of any protesting and you're not all for that, and then you just admitted that you are. You lied about it. And what was worst of all is that he actually had a picture of one of the greatest legends of all times, Martin Luther King, uh, he had the picture of Martin Luther King in the middle of the shirt saying, get your knee off my neck. That was not what George, excuse me, that's not what Martin Luther King was doing. That never happened to Martin Luther King. And then somebody like that had a picture of Martin Luther King, made that shirt, and now he was wearing it, he was caught wearing it in a picture, which he could have, he should have known that was going to eventually happen. And now is it enough to refile to dismiss this case against Derek Chauvin. Yes, it is a, it's a completely enough. Do a lot of people think that's going to be enough for him to do it? Probably probably not. I don't think they will do it. Is it enough to completely overchange? I don't it is. It, it just for one mistake, that's enough for that. And just like we were talking about the election back in Texas, uh the state the superior judge, they, they said they were not going to do it, and they didn't, and it was that was that. Um, we don't know if they're going to do it now. Um, not really heard of official if the lawyer for Derek Chauvin is going to reopen and have these missiles be dropped, but right there, you are dumb and stupid wearing a shirt like that. That's like saying that if I was asked that same question, if I was part of the jury, and I was asked that question, do you support police brutality? And I wrote yes, and then I say he's guilty. No, they, they can automatically have me arrested, and they automatically throw the case out. Because that means the officer can get away with all the charges and do go on with his life. And that's paint, uh, that is painting the picture right there. In other news that we want to talk about, uh, the officer that I actually would stand by, not admit his name because you can look it up, uh, I, I don't stand by that, op, excuse me, that uh, Rashad Brooks lost his life. This was happened months ago. Actually, just happened just after uh, George Floyd in Atlanta. Now, a lot of people thought that this officer uh, should have been arrested. He's not being held accountable. He just got reinstated. And here's the reason why I think he should have been reinstated. He should never have been fired in the first place. First of all, when you watch the video multiple times, this guy drove intoxicated he was drunk he was over two times the legal limit he drove to windy so he's already intoxicated that's a felony right there he's driving probably recklessly even if he wasn't he was driving intoxicated he could actually hurt somebody he could have hurt a child he could hurt a family because you gotta remember that was summertime when that happened so he could have really hurt a family and sad part is that nobody didn't seem to care about that the only time that they made a big deal about it is when the officers got involved. He was passed out drunk in the drive-thru at Wendy's, and they called 911. They thought they was having a medical problem, but they did not come on the scene first. It was actually the officers. They tried to wake him up by knocking on the window a couple of times, which they finally do, and they tell him to go say, hey, go park over there. We want to talk. So they're talking to him. Everything did seem fine. It turns out he was a uh, violation of probation because he had previously DOI, so he violated that. So they put a warrant out for his arrest. He had to go to jail for that. He started fighting the police officers, and he throws punches at them. He fought off the taser, so clearly, once again, the taser did not work. Let's make that more serious here because it was serious. He actually grabbed their taser and ran off. 
he turned around and shot the taser at the officer, and it missed him, and the officer grabbed his gun and shot him. I think it was three times at least. I think there was a couple of shots. And yeah, it hit him, and he died. But one thing is that the media did not want you to know is that they were working on him. They're applying CPR on him, and he died on the way. And, you know, the officer that shot him was considered um, to be let go at the time, and, and he didn't face charges. And what happened? The media never brought it up. This is the first time. The media never brought it up because it shows that the officer was right there in the right they did not do nothing wrong because he was saving his life, he's saving his partner's life, and he's saving the community's life. Same thing, remember, with George uh, George Brooks, or excuse me, Jacob Blake. Nobody talks about the officer because they're not facing any charges. They realized that the media realized the officers were not in the wrong from what they did. Jacob Blake was all still alive. They also found out that he was not supposed to be there. He also had a weapon. That's why you think when it says uh, officers kill black on our man. And guess what? They took that off because they found out that he wasn't unarmed. They don't mention about that. The only thing that they still rather talk was about George Floyd's case and Derek Chauvin. And now Derek Chauvin uh, could have a mistrial and he can go back to normal. Not saying it's going to happen. Not saying that he's going to be going back to the police officer. I doubt that he will ever go back as a police officer. And, you know, the other officers, when they were uh, let go because they didn't do nothing, they were being accused of murdering. And those officers are, I believe, still in the police force, I believe. I don't think it's not changed at the moment. I'll have to worry about that later. But people want to talk about that. People are not even talking about as much of uh, Adam Toledo. People are not talking about this case of Dante Wright. They're not talking about those two because they realize that those kids that were shot and killed by police officers were in the wrong because the police officers did not, the police officers defend themselves. Now, they probably will bring that up in the future. I'm just saying. Now, Mitch Mitchell, you're an idiot because you had to realize that if you're going to be a jury, anything that you do in your past it is going to be brought back up to you, and it's going to haunt you. It's going to bite you in the rear end. And now, I don't think this case, like I said, I don't think it's ever going to be uh, returned. I don't think it's going to be overruled. I don't think it's going to be mistrial, but it's enough for them to do that. I think they should. You know, when they were talking about this, they, they said there's going to be six white people, six black people, and I believe a couple of those people that were a different type of religion, I believe. I'm not really remembering on that. But I was like, who cares how many uh, uh, black people and white people? Who cares? Who? Nobody never really cared about that. We just need to have 12, uh, 12 juries and, and let them make the decision. That, that was it. We did not need to know the skin color of the jury. Nobody never needed to know. But yeah, they, they told that to get it out of the way, I guess. But we are, but that's the news for that. But I, I will say this. I'm glad that we found out. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry for, I did not come on last night. I had to take care of some things. But I am really glad to hear that we have some kids uh, found. Uh, was fine, Miss uh, Leah, that's missing from here in Syracuse, Indiana. We, we hope that she's okay. We hope that she's still in the missing area. Excuse me, in the local area. Uh, but remember, she is traveling to Florida. So look on the Google Maps from right here to Syracuse, Indiana. Go down to Florida. What states? But every state is always prepared and being alerting on this. And that's what I like about these amber alerts and these uh, silver alerts. That's happening every day. Um, but also, on the note, I want to say this. I have reached now season one. Episode 30. This is my 30th episode, so I'm really happy for that tonight. Um, you know, consider that we've uh, been thinking about what we're going to do here, but I'm probably going to do this. I'm probably going to do Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and once again, take a whole week off, get some more stories coming in, talk about them during the next week. So I'm probably going to take the, a week off here, to do this episode, and I've been having a lot of fun doing it. 
Also, I was in right here in Elkhart, Indiana. I was watching my ex-sister-in-law and her boyfriend play the game, uh, their softball, which was a lot of fun. Uh, they did not win both games. They they kind of got smoked in the first game, which I did not get to see that. I was kind of happy. I heard I saw the score. That's not pretty. But I got to stay and watch the second game. They lost by a close game right there. They lost by three runs. And, you know, I was watching the song, and I've been watching doing it for a couple of years. And the fact that they play with one ball, one strike, because in, they're in this type of league, and and there's only one umpire instead of two, and you would think the way it is, I, I can see they should play two umpires. In the near future. But I was happy for them. Regardless of the win, loss or win. I'm very proud of them. I'm proud of their whole team. Uh, also they played against another friend of mine. Named Jessica. And I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her team won tonight. Uh, they played really well. So everybody was. It was a lot of fun. The weather was beautiful. A little windy. It was a little chilly. But you know what? It wasn't raining. It wasn't snowing. So it definitely was a lot of fun but this is my 30th episode but so my goal is still is get all these people behind bars that are wanted for murder or wanted to fraud just like we just talked about and get these missing children they need to be found we need to find them so they can be get home with their families and mother's day is right around the corner and i know a lot of mothers were Poly planning to just sit back, relax, and take it easy. Uh, a lot of people want to make it up from last year. I don't blame them for that because I know a lot of mothers didn't get to see their grandbabies. Uh, they they did not get to see a lot of it, and it was it's really worth it. So happy early Mother's Day, everybody! I hope all the mothers are having fun, had a great weekend, get ready for a good weekend. Or uh, just relax, get to see your kids, your grandbabies, enjoy it. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. It's now 1030, so I'm going to call it early night for that 30th episode. I'm happy to reach episode 30th. Let's get it tonight. Let's get more people behind bars, and we'll give you more missing children updates as time does fly on. And as well, I will see you on the next. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday night. That means we got some things to talk about here on the USA Real Talk. By the way, it's Mr. Chase Farthing right here on the mic here. Before we do our stories here, I know we talked about not talking about politicals over the weekends, but we got to clear uh, some things, some things out. And consider... That we found children. Once again, being awesome. We're going to continue finding those. We actually have some FBI stories to talk about. We'll get through that here in a second. But we got a couple videos to talk about. Uh, first of all, uh, Vice President Kalama Harris and her husband. The video going viral there. Whoopi Goldberg saying her f- few words. And as well, AOC. Three dummies right there. Four dummies if you want to count the husband. So first of all, uh, uh, the first video that I want to talk about, uh, Vice President Kalama Harris. If you haven't seen, look it up YouTube, but there's a pre- uh, Vice President Kalama Harris and her husband uh, before she walks on Air Force Two. Uh, they're at the airport. You know, they got their mask on, which both, by the way, have been vaccinated. So... They've both been vaccinated, they both have their mask on, and they are kissing each other with the mask on. <laughs> That's how stupid it is. They've both been vaccinated, so this is what concerns me. If both these dummies have been vaccinated, then why should they be wearing the why should they be wearing masks? Remember Joe Biden said, and you know, you can go out picnic with a small crowd, you don't and you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you've been vaccinated and you go to a concert or a conference, you need to still wear a mask. And then, you know, of course remember Joe Biden walked down on that platform on that and he couldn't even find the mask. But this is our president where he couldn't find the mask 
that he was wearing and it all turns out it was in his back pocket and he was freaking out. He forgot where it was at. I'm still surprised he knows that the country that he's still president of. I'm sure that he's going to get confused at some point in time. And, but uh, the video of Kalama Harris and her husband kissing each other and a lot of views on that. Once again, this shows that this whole coronavirus is the complete joke. And it, it, don't get me wrong, it's real. It is completely real as the day is comes. But is that means they're not taking the CDC seriously. That means they're uh, not following the guidelines and everything else. That, you know, everything else like that. And you know, once again, they say do as I say, do as I do as I say, not as I do. Um, and you got one of the worst five presidents, and consider the second worst, Joe Biden, would be the top one. And Kalama Harris and her husband, both chilling, wearing the mask on and kissing each other. They, you know, that ranks a question. Do they, they all sleep together. They all got children together. <laughs> do they wear the mask inside their homes? I don't think they do. I'm sure if the cameras were down there, they would be, uh, not be wearing masks. Who knows? I don't know in the play. Maybe she doesn't wear the mask, but it uh, shows that they went to their separate ways. But... It, it kind of makes you want to con- concern think about it. Like, you know, we've been talking about this for quite some time with the, the air trials when people tell you, was saying it's a, it's a deadly air virus. So if it's that deadly and contagious, then why do we have people traveling through planes if it's that bad through a, a deadly air? You know, especially even though people have their mask on, but people do have to eat, people do have to breathe, but you know, it shows in their policy that you have to put the mask back on, and if you don't, you can get thrown out, which is their right to do that, but still, you know, as a conservative American, you know, if if it's so air deadly, we shouldn't be having planes driving through, uh, flying through the air, that's just bottom line, and then uh, Whoopi Goldberg was talking about that this virus might not ever go away. And who really knows? You know, it could be around for the next 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It could be uh, around for uh, quite some time. But uh, Whoopi Goldberg made a statement that she thinks that everybody should get the vaccine. She's not going to wear her. She's going to keep wearing her mask, not going to leave her home until everybody takes the mask. So first of all, Whoopi Goldberg... How are you going to do your acting job? How are you going to do your job at The View, which you, nobody, none of them's not doing it now, uh, just because they're doing it through uh, some type of Zoom. Uh, you know, they got they got the cameras set at their HL. Well, you know, the, they don't got nothing to worry about because they don't have the lead. They can have people go for them. They can have people go to the groceries for them. You know, it's all that BS. You know, considering... I believe the view have lost a lot of people because they still talk about uh, Micaiah Bryant's case where the officer shot Micaiah Bryant and they were like their first answer why didn't shoot the gun in the air and let me tell you that let me tell you why the gun cannot be shot in the air do they all realize is that if they shoot the gun in the air the bullet is going to come down and can still hit somebody and if they would have shot her in, in the hip or the leg, Micaiah or Micaiah, Micaiah, whatever her name is, still could have died from the gunshot wound. And let's all be honest, though, she shouldn't have grabbed the knife. She went from victim to suspect on that. You know, of course, that was uh, Joy written. Uh, that was by Joy. Nobody can't really stand her. I can't. I, and especially where uh, she was defended by Whoopi Goldberg when she was saying, I did not dress as blackface, which she actually did. As an African American in Halloween, I believe it was like 2014, I believe. And you know, we all know that in history. But you know, oh, we didn't. I didn't dress up as a black female or blackface. I didn't do that. But here, you know, here they are. Nobody, nobody didn't want to get on to her for doing it. But God forbid if somebody else did it. That is not a, a, a Democrat. Then you're you, you're a racist. <laughs> That's how it is. And then, and then nobody did not make anything, make a big deal about it. Now here's the truth, you know. Er, you know, of course, Whoopi Goldberg was saying that everybody should do it. My body, my choice. You know, you got all these people that want to say it's a women's rights, which is funny. Joe Biden still says that, 
It's a woman's choice, which I agree. It is a woman's rights. It is a woman's choice. I'm going to put that in professional. But as a Christian, especially as Catholic that Joe Biden says that he is, then he would say, he cannot say uh, abortion is good. But that's how he sees it. And we're going to get back to that abortion here. So therefore, Joe Biden's not Catholic. If you're a Catholic, but you do abortion, you're not Catholic. That's bottom. That's straight out. That's a straight out true facts. It's not just about your rights anymore. But dummies will always believe the stupidest thing. And look at all the people, the liberals that vote Democrats. They believe in these things are going to be better and get better. We gone straight down to hell. You're, and you're full of stupid if you do not see anything that something is wrong. And if you believe that dumb things uh, are, if, if you think we're actually doing better now in this country than better than the four years of Donald Trump, you there's something wrong with you. <laughs> There's clearly something wrong with you. But uh, and speaking of abortion, that's how we're going to get to the next top, uh, subject here. Subject. Uh, AOC was at some place in, uh, in a black community meeting. And uh, apparently she was talking about um, she had two things into one concept. And uh, she was talking about, you know, this is what she said. You know, you can look it up. I don't feel like looking at the video, but this is what she said. Uh, she doesn't want no money in this community or outside the community. Make a comment. Therefore, she's telling you that she doesn't want you to say anything. She's telling you you don't have the right to make an opinion or give out opinion, give out your opinion. Here's my opinion. I will tell you. But, you know, she wants to tell you this, that... We applaud and uphold the law for the death penalty, but clearly she says the death penalty uh, goes towards black people more than whites and Hispanics. And clearly, she, and thing is, though, when she talk about that, she doesn't, she doesn't show uh, any facts, no proof whatsoever. If you show me proof that it shows a black person is going to the death rate, it gets the death penalty. Just because he's shown black, show me proof. Just show me proof. If you don't show me, I'm not going to believe you. Never will. But there has been white people. There's been Hispanics. There's been herbs. There's been black people. There's been all kinds of racist people, uh, colors uh, that have been pointed with the death penalty. But she wants to claim that that is okay. That is not okay to do, but it's okay for Planned Parenthood. But of course, she was talking about her mother went to Planned Parenthood and give her some type of... Uh, pill or whatever and it saved her life she was on about how she is uh brought to life because of plant parenthood we all know what plant parenthood is it is a consider for abortion it has been that way they would file bankruptcy if they were saving children's lives and another thing that they're good for is giving you birth control that's it that that is bottom line the only thing it and if you don't think that place is the savior and you know it's for murdering or abortion, you're in the smart one. And she wants to, but she talks about um, that we uphold the law for the death penalty. Yeah, when you kill somebody, so let's be honest. So AOC, you're telling me if somebody murdered me or my family, you think that piece of shit Excuse my language. And actually, matter of fact, not sorry for saying my language. But if you're telling me that this piece of shit that murdered me or any of my family members deserves to go to prison, get one hour of yard, uh, one hour of free time in out of the 24 hours, plus three meal, three free meals, hot meals, gets a free bed, you're crazy. You're crazy as hell. Guarantee you if somebody in your community murdered you or murdered someone you love, I guarantee you, you would say, oh, I want them to have the death penalty. That's not an eye for an eye that makes the whole world blind. That's not it. That That's why we have that. Because we value the people that lives were taken. And look at, look at Derek Chauvin. Everybody wants to uphold and he gets the death penalty because people want to honor uh, George Floyd's life even though his, 
He was a thug and a criminal. He was all of that. Yeah, he paid his dues into society. But clearly, he still wasn't doing good for the society. Did he deserve to die? No. But if everybody wants Derek Chauvin to hold the death penalty, they have the death penalty so he can have that. Then that's what he wants. That's what everybody wants right there. But nobody doesn't want to tell you that way. Now, this is where she would say oh, that should be happening because he killed somebody. But when it comes to a baby who had did nothing wrong, didn't ask to be put on this earth. You know, it's somebody actually say, I would say this. If a woman doesn't want to get pregnant, doesn't want to have any children, get fixed. Then you can do whatever you want. You can have sex with any kind of guy you want. You can have sex with your boyfriend. And that word of got getting pregnant. That's it. it nobody, was, nobody doesn't want to take no responsibility anymore. And that's the saddest part of ever. And they, when something like that can happen, to me... I, I'm always against abortion, um, but I'm always for women's rights. I, I'm never gonna um, force my rights on this on a woman. I definitely would tell her. I said, "Well, I think it's not a good place. I don't think it's a good idea." But you know, you need to look at your other options first. Put the put the baby up for adoption. That's what they're there for. And you know, put the child for foster care. If you got you know, if you got friends, you got family, and they are good for you and everything like that they know what's going on in your situation let them have the child the last thing that it should be is abortion i think what was six hundred thousand babies last year or more i think way more that were aborted last year and and nine out of ten times it's because a woman don't want nothing to do with the child and i think before that uh it was four hundred thousand uh, two years ago, it, it got higher, and it gets higher every year, which it always will be. Um, but yet, nobody doesn't want to say anything about that. Nobody wants to say about the when, especially when it comes to Black Lives Matter, because here, here's the truth: uh, Black babies are more aborted by every year. That's just truth. More than more than whites, more than Hispanics. But that that's the truth. But nobody doesn't want to say anything about that. And, you know, of course, where's the Black Lives Matter? They don't want to come around and say that because they want to say it's a woman's rights. It's a woman's choice. Yes, it is. But here's the truth here. Nine out of ten times, those women that want to do abortion, they have their dads. They have dads that want to be in that picture. So where's the dad's rights? There was a couple years ago, I seen a a post on, on Facebook and these two uh, women showed a picture saying they need to end Father's Day. And, of course, that set a lot of people off where a lot of people were saying, no, that should not happen. If we should end Father's Day, Mother's Day should end it. And I, I was all for that because there's Mother's Day don't want to take responsibility just as much as dads don't want to take responsibility. You know, and that, that is the God-honest truth. And people don't want to see that because they want to believe that every mother is a saint, which a lot of mothers are. Because, you know, especially my ex-sister-in-law, very good mother, very amazing mother, who's taken two more children uh, by her sister-in-law with some problems. And she's taken two of those children in, named Zeta and Bella. Two beautiful little girls uh, growing up, even though they're a pain in my rear end, but, you know, God love them. That's what kids do. But yet, that, that's responsibility. Once again, I'm not going to tell you what's going on with their mother. It's not my business anyway, since it's definitely not the world's business. It, but uh, I'll tell you this, though. That mother, their mom, made a good choice. That's a being a mother. Made a good choices, and that was it. She made a heck of a good choice. And then Father's Day is coming up a month away. And as well, Mother's Day is tomorrow. So everybody, spend time with your mothers. You need to do it. Don't, who cares about the coronavirus? Take that coronavirus out for one thing. Take that out. You need to do that. 
Because if you say I won't come see my mother because of the coronavirus, you're dumb as hell because that coronavirus can't take your mother away. There, uh, when they were talking about, I think over 600,000 or close to that, uh, of the death rate is now. But once again, it's people that have preconditioned medical problems. But you know, nobody want, don't want to believe it. They just want to go by what the media wants to tell them, and that's their job is to fear people. Once again, I would love to see the actual facts, and there's no facts. But somehow, you know, flu season, we had about 5,000 cases of the flu. And it was funny, I actually seen the picture, a post of this a long time ago with the coronavirus. Uh, the, the coronavirus killed the flu. Joe Biden's coming in with the green, with the checkered flag saying, I'm curing the flu. Yeah, I'd be kidding. The flu will be here next year. Well, this coming year. But that's into that. That's it's Joe people like Joe Biden, Columbia Harris, her husband, AOC, all dimwits. They're all dumb as hell. Now we're gonna go to our FBI, Lamar Jamal Perkins. They have not received anything yet. Uh, it's still considered uh, for conspiracy to commit kidnapping. Jamal, I'm telling you, Lamar Jamal Perkins. Your, your day is coming up. And once again, you want to talk about defunding the police? This guy right here, who's considered armed and dangerous, he would not get away. If we defund the police, he's going to get away with everything. So that is going to be the saddest part. So he needs to be found. Also, we have a new one. Ryan Barden Chavosky. I'm going to spell his last name, C-H-I-C-O-V-S-K-Y. This happened in Washington. <clears throat> this happened in March 13, 2006. And somewhere, S-I, it's going to be X-I-A-N-G-K-O-K-L-A-O-S. Category is Kidnapping and Missing Persons. May 3rd, 1981, Mount Vernon, Washington, 155 pounds, 5'11", blue eyes, brown hair, male, white. Ryan Brining Javosky was teaching English in China. Oh, so this happened in China. That's where, okay, that makes sense now. When he traveled to Los on vacation, he was last seen or about March, last seen on or about March 13, 2006, leaving Chim Kong Guest House in a, as quite something, I, I'm not going to say it, a remote river village in northwestern Los. His backpack clothes, money, passport, boots, and uh, tellerys were all discovered in his room approximately three weeks after the reported disappearance. Local villagers discovered Javosky's camera, room key, and T-shirt four kilometers north of Hexmock, uh, whatever. The condition of the items indicates they have been kept inside and out of the rain. Tavosky typically wore a braided rope and beard necklace. So the Seattle office has taken over and for the FBI. So please, if you know anything, please call 206-622-0460. We, he's been missing for quite some time. He needs to be found with his fa for his family. So let's get him found. Also, we have a description of a charge arson. Yep, this happened in uh, April 26, in 2021, in Fajita, Colorado. Colorado. There you go. The FBI is offering a reward up to $5,000 for information leading up to the arrest and conviction of the person or persons responsible for setting the fire. Uh, this happened at Church of Jesus Christ of Letter Day Saints in Fajita, Colorado. So, this is uh, the story here. The FBI in Denver field office is seeking the public assistance in identifying the persons responsible for the Monday, April 26, 21, arson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Later Day Saints located at 417 East and Avenue in Fajita, Colorado. The Lawyer Valley Fire Department and Fajita Police Department in Colorado responded to a 911 call to determine that a fire was 
apart arson no one was inside the church at the time of the fire they and they are no known injuries to the structure uh, sustained significant damage so if anybody does, does know Denver's office is taken over 303-629-7171 somebody had to see something saw a, a car a truck a van uh, maybe one, two, three, four, five of any uh, people that were uh, part of this. So we need to, they need to be found and put behind bars. Manuel Vegan Galvin should be considered armed, dangerous, and he's an escape risk. The FBI is offering a reward up to $5,000 for information leading to the arrest of Manuel Vegan Galvin. Uh, I don't think so. If I maybe I might have done this the other day, Algio uh, Manuel Vergen Gavin, Manuel Gavin Serrano. But look and download the FBI ad. There's a lot. Uh, March 12, 1982. March 12, 1980. Birthplace Mexico. 165 pounds, five foot nine, brown hair, black eyes. Excuse me. Uh, brown eyes, black hair, male, Hispanic. Uh, scars and marks. Bergen has a Bergen Glavin is missing one of his front teeth. That's always a clue right there. He has ties to Mexico, and so he may be residing there. <clears throat> he is wanted for alleged involvement in the murder in 2005 and June 29, 2005. Vergen Gavin allegedly shot and killed a 14-year-old boy in Salvador, California, while the boy was in front of the boy's residence painting his friend's bicycle. Vaughn Gavin was charged with murder by the Superior Court of California, County of Los Angeles, and a state warrant was issued for his arrest on July 7, 2005. A federal arrest warrant was issued by the United States District Court, Central District of California, Los Angeles, California. On January 26, 2006, after Vergen Gavin was charged fatally, federally with the unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. So Los Angeles Police Office is taking over 310-477-6565. They need your help to bring this guy behind, put him behind bars, and give that little boy and his family some justice. Jorge Roberto Materio Pellegrini with wire fraud or hey Robert Pellini Robert Mcdario uh, Roberto Manto Jose Roberto white collar crimes case of the week November 30th 1965 is his burden in Guatemala 130 pounds 5 foot 5 brown hair black and brown hair excuse me brown eyes black hair male Hispanic and Wallaman he has ties to Miami, Florida, New York, and El Salvador. He holds both a Guatemalan passport as well as the Italian passport. He most recently resigned in or near Guatemala City of Guatemala. So they still are looking for him. Uh, this happened between 2009 and 2014. So please, need to find him. You know the story. I'll write it to you. I did it to you one time. Robert Garrett Jr. Jr. The FBI is offering reward up to $10,000 for the information that leads to the result, uh, resolution of this case in Montana. Still looking for him. Baby Garrett is his nickname, alias, kidnapping missing persons. So, please, if anybody knows anything, please make, that, make those calls right now. They need your help to find these people, missing victims, and the suspects. Now, we do have new cases. For the missing children, we have Aaliyah Ramirez that was missing in Syracuse, Indiana. She's still missing. She is tra could be traveling to Florida, but consider our excuse me. She is considered in danger. She needs help right now. So please do not approach to her. We also have a new, had a new one that was added, but she, if I'm correctly, she was found. Audrey Serrera. April 29th, 2001, excuse me, 2021, she was missing for 10 days. 
Fort Myers, Florida, April 27, 2005, 16 years old, female, white, uh, red hair, brown eyes, 5'9", 190 pounds. She was found later that night, so we are glad to hear her that she was found. Also, we have a new we had a new one that was added yesterday. Lashley Rowley. Uh, she was missing. We don't know if she has been missing still or not. We have not known anything. She was last seen on May 2nd, 2021. She made travel outside the state of Plant City, Florida. So she might be outside the state. So everybody is aware of that at this moment. 14 years old. Black female, brown hair, brown eyes, 5'1", 120 pounds. Uh, of course, 1-800-843-5678 or Plant City Police Department, Florida, 1-813-757-9200. As of right now, she is still missing. Here's the new one missing today. That was updated. Uh, Alejandro. Was last seen at home on March 23, 2021. He may be in the company of a juvenile female, which probably is his mother. We have not known anything yet. Uh, been missing since March 23rd, like we just said, in, in Oxford, California. He was born December 29, 2020. He's still just a few months old. Male, Hispanic, black hair, brown eyes, one pound, excuse me, 22 pounds, one foot, 10 inches. So he's still a baby. He needs to be found today and probably into with the missing juvenile. She needs to be caught as well. 1-800-843-5678. In Oxnard Police Department, California at 1-805-385-7740. We will look into those uh, after we get off the show here. Now, we actually had a missing teenagers from a long time ago. We wanted to get those... We want to get those taken care of. Here is one that was missing. A 15-year-old girl. Uh, and cons uh, consider literally. C-O-N-C-O-R-D-I-A. Girl was reported missing last month. Has been located and transferred back to Kansas. According to release from the uh, police department. Haley Bagan. That's who we have for a long time. Who was reported missing on March 9th was located in Oklahoma on Wednesday. Belligan was placed in police protected custody and transported back to Kansas. So we are glad to know she is found safe and found at least be back sometime. We do not know when she'll be back home. But that's not none of our business. But now we're going to tell you an old stories. Two missing cases that have been missing for a long period of time. We need you to find them. We need to find them together and work together. Calorine Victoria T. In 2002, the age progression is to 18 years old, uh, to 18 years. Cecilia, 2015. Alianja, I, uh, and I'm sorry to say that, but this is how you say it, these names right here. A-L-E-J-A-N-D-R-A. -E and then U-R-D-A-N-E-T-A. -E She's been missing since January 15, 2002. In the Malagro, New Mexico. They say it's a family adoption. She's a female, white. Date of birth, December 23rd, 1997. She'll be 24 years old. At the time, she was 4 years old. Weighed 4.5, 50 pounds. A Caucasian female, light brown hair, brown eyes. Caroline, uh, Caroline ears are pierced. So this is what happened. Caroline was last seen in Alamango, New Mexico on January 15, 2002. She was abducted by her non-custodial mother, Alejandra A. Alberta. An FBI warrant was for unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Was issued for her on November 5, 2003. A photo of her is posted with this case. Summy, summary, her date is a birth, August 10, 1977, making her 24 years old at the time of the Caroline's, abduc Caroline's abduction. She is described as Hispanic, 5'5", five 205 pounds, with brown hair and brown eyes. Her nickname are Allie and A. She may use the ally's last name as T and or Sullivan. 
her ears are pierced, and she has a tattoo of a peace symbol on her right calf and another tattoo on her right arm. Caroline and Adria may be in Venezuela or in Mexico. The child's case remains unsolved. So please, if anybody knows anything, call the Ontario County Sheriff's Office, 505-437-2210. It has been, she has been missing far, far too long. And her mother should do the right thing, is turn herself in and let the mother, and let the, her child see her more of the family. And now another case that has been missing for quite some time. You, uh, Angel Metal. The reason why I get the first name because this is how you spell it. E-N-R-I-Q-U-E. Angel Metal. We need your help. His age progression to 24 years. Since Syria 2021 of this year. Been miss, missing since 3-17-2011 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, this is considered endurance runaway, male, Hispanic, date of birth, 2-12-1997, 24 years old now. He's 14 years old, 5 foot 6, 140 pounds, Hispanic male, brown hair, brown eyes. He was ashamed at the time of his disappearance. He was the following tattoos, the words came over, across his knuckles, his last name, metal, on his dominant, a skull, and... In the phrase fear no men on his left shoulder, the in initials MTW on the inside of his lower lip, and the initials MOB on his right shoulder. Eugene nicknames are Curious and Ricky. Details of disappearance He disappeared from Albuquerque, New Mexico on March 17, 2011. He was last seen hanging out with friends near the corner of Zini in the Indian streets of South what? Excuse me, Southeast. His uncle saw him three and saw him there and told him to go home, but he refused and said he was going to spend the night with his friends who lived nearby. He was never been heard from again. Prior to his disappearance, according to his mother, he had been hanging around with the wrong people. He looked and acted older than his age and made friends with several years older. His mother, who was a single parent and worked at a nightclub, and due to her work hours, she wasn't able to closely supervise him. He has been expelled from his middle school for bringing a gun to campus. Mother enrolled him into a local boxing club to try to keep him out of trouble and considered sending him to live with relatives in Kansas City, Missouri. But he disappeared before she could do this. One of his friends, an 18-year-old boy, gave statements about his disappearance, and it turned out he had some of his belongings, including a backpack, a rosary for his girlfriend, had given him. Nothing came out of this lead, however. You, you and Gene made me still be in local era, although authorities believe he left on his own accord. His mother doesn't think he would run away. His disappearance remains unsought. So if police, anybody knows anything, please contact the Albuquerque Police Department at 505-242-2677. I believe his friends do know more than what they want to give out. But that has been, uh, you know, that, that's been that way a long time in a lot of people's views. Um... We wanted to bring this case before we get off here. We were just talking about Aaliyah Ramirez, 14 years old, according to authorities in Syracuse, Indiana. The teen disappeared a week ago, which I believe it has been a little longer now. Officials say the investigation is leading them to Palm Beach County. So the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office say it is assisting police in Indiana with the investigation, but they have still no leads at this time. She is 14 years old. She was on her bus stop around 8 a.m. on April 27 when authorities say she disappeared and never came home. A home in Van Beach was searched by the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, but there was no sign of the teenager. Court documents from 2015 show that the 14-year-old father was no longer granted overnight parental privilege and visitations. He had to be monitored. She was described as a 5'9", weighed 130 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Since the teen vanished, a public Facebook page 
has been created, gathering the attention of people from across the nation. The page has th hit 3,000 followers in a matter of days and continues to grow. People posting from New York, Florida, Michigan, and Ohio. So that is always good news to see that there is people looking out for these young children that want them to be found, that want them to be home for their mothers and loved ones here. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call it a great night here tonight. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We'll have more updated stories on FBI's Wanted if we have any. And as well, we'll give you more missing children's cases. We need to do that and continue it. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. God bless you all. Have a good night.